笑着。Mr. T? No, 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 Who no. Who played no, Mr. No. T? Well, uh, Mr. MMA, T. MMA fighter. Behavior was yeah. So Rampage Jackson. That's not a real name. No, it's that's his uh that's his well, MMA name. What's Mr. T's last name? Like Mr. Theodore? I don't know. <laughs> Mr. Theodore. <laughs> Please, my father's name was Theodore. Call me or my my son's name is Theodore. Call, Call me, me Mr. Mr. T. <laughs> oh my! We haven't even done the intro yet, but I need to. This is just gonna all be pre-roll because we need to find out Mr. T's full name. Lawrence Turiad. I was close. Turiad. Lawrence is close to Theodore. In yeah, my opinion. of course, yes. Huh. Old school. Huh. Well, there you go. Oh, he was in a reality show called I Pity the Fool. Interesting. On TV Land. Did you know TV Land had reality shows? Yeah, I actually oh. did. Did you know it had one called I Pity the Fool? No. Nope. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back, listeners, to Toy Story Minute. It's the podcast where we talk about Toy Story 2, the college years, one minute at a time. I'm John. I'm Jeb. And we have Cassie one more time. One Hello. more time. Yes. Isn't the college Ever years be- Toy Story 3? Oh. oh. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. So. yeah. Let's not get into that yet. Um, <laughs> swing and a miss. Uh, no, we'll swing in a hit in right in my feel organ. That, oh. The heart, I guess. <laughs> the brain? Jeb! <laughs> I had to censor Jeff saying that, but I said the brain, and Jeff I just, said, "I, I, I, I didn't expect. I didn't think that I was that was supposed to be like in your head, in my head." <laughs> <laughs> so, minute fifty three starts with Woody like just deciding, "Well, I'm out of here. Screw it." And then he unscrews it because screw your sad story. I'm gonna unscrew thing. this, and it ends with. Bullseye walking toward Woody with his head down. What's Woody gonna do? Yeah, he's gonna walk away, but really awkwardly because he has to get on the chair all weird because he's a tiny Just man. Walk away. Okay, that was good, Jeb. Thanks. Beautiful. So we got a Toy Story three hook, I guess. Well, first the screw can now be unscrewed with his hand, despite not being earlier. I right. Guess, yeah, he must have been working on it because it's his hand is fixed. Now. Oh, he's got two hands. Yeah, there you go. But there's a Toy Story 3 hook here, basically. Speaking of Toy Story 3, I mean, we're going to talk about, about Toy Story 3 here, because this is basically Toy Story 3, the prequel, Toy Story 2. Nice. <laughs> Smooth. The squeakquel. Did you guys take any toys to college? No. Like, anything that could be considered a toy? Your ultimate frisbee, bro. No, but, you no know. I don't think I did. Well, <laughs> not going to toss that scooper. <laughs> Sorry. That's a really good episode of Parks and Rock. Rock that scuba. Rock that scuba, bruh. Oh my god. Oh, ultimate. Ben Wyatt. I like that you can uh, abbreviate a sport by using the adjective in it, which I guess we did with soccer, so that works too. Yeah. But, like, what if you called, like, uh. Basketball basket? Yeah. Let's play some basket. Let's play some foot. (laughs) Let's play foot! Let's foot it around. Or let's American. Let's play American. some American. Let's American foot it around. <laughs> American foot it around. 
Woody sad because think about Scoober. college and honeymoon and honey. Which okay, how does he know what that is? Very yeah. good point that I never thought of. Yeah, that was yeah. Because he's been on a dime store shelf his whole life. Yeah, I maybe Al mentioned it in front of him. Yeah, because Al's not married. Or we've talked. Or about... getting invited to weddings. Or yeah, definitely not. He maybe you saw it on TV. Oh. Well, we've talked about the toys have knowledge they shouldn't all the time. Like uh, Picasso in the first movie is yeah, the, you the want one cultured swine. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are cultured swine. Yeah, like like Stinky Pete is cultured swine. Yeah, uh, because he's uh, <laughs> there have been bacteria put in him, so he makes like cheese. Yeah, cultures yeah. Or, or yogurt. Yes, that's the whole. Th- yeah, he's yo- he's ham yogurt. He's bacon yogurt. Yeah, because uh, bacon's trendy now with the kids. Oh, bacon. Like five years ago. Yeah, I was going to say, by now, five years ago. Now it's all... Quinoa? No. Quinoa. That's also old. Yeah, quinoa. That's that's also like a couple years old. I don't know. I'm not Being vegan. Kale? Is it kale Kale, now? yeah, kale. Kale, yeah. Kale never goes food. out of style. Kale's a super food. Yeah, the superest food. It's not just a regular food. But the honeymoon thing, like, he does... An eyebrow thing when he says honeymoon. You really want to watch Woody or watch uh, <laughs> watch Andy? Uh, Not Woody. Make his marital bed. <laughs> you you really gonna watch Andy? Which okay, a million billion comedians have made jokes about. Oh, the, they have to watch Andy as a teenager. He's gonna do a thing that all young people do when they're exploring their bodies, and it shouldn't be shamed. But like. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> right? right? I mean, Jesse lived underneath her owner's bed while Through. she was burgeoning as a teen. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know Through if they... I mean, the 60s was a sexual revolution. Yeah. Who knows if it was with Emily personally. Right. But I mean, she may have at least, like, fooled around on the bed, and that's awkward. For Jesse? Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. <laughs> Probably awkward for all parties because, yeah. you know, burgeoning, flowering youth and it's sexuality. Awkward. But, you know, it's always awkward. Yeah. But, like, oh, the honeymoon thing. Can you imagine getting, can you imagine getting married and you're like, you know, you just got married. You go to your hotel room or whatever and your husband, wife, etc. is unpacking. And they just sat. <laughs> they sat a dog I know. That's a major red flag. It's like, oh, he's gonna watch. His yeah, he's watching. Woody. He's gonna watch. Yeah. Oh, I have my other doll here too. I His have, name is Buzz. Yeah. Oh, and you know what? Because I he felt left out. Here's Rex, Mister, <laughs> and Mrs. Potato Head. Can't split them apart. Slinky. Obviously, Mrs. Potato Head's my sister, but I've stolen her long ago. Technically, yeah, I mean, yeah. I got I got Slinky with me. Uh, Bo Peep. I don't know where she went. Uh, no, Weezy. Ah, I brought a Barbie room. with me. Just... Oh yeah, this Barbie. <laughs> Yeah, they all want to watch. Oh, and here's my own piggy bank. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why I brought this, but... Yeah, I had to uncork him so I could pay for our honeymoon. <laughs> anyway. Shall we get into this? Shall we deflower? <laughs> let's, uh... Let's... Uh, what's oh the my word gosh. that you, you used to, like... Con- consummate? No. Consummate. consummate. Let's consummate, honey. <laughs> all my little friends will watch. It's like, uh, weird, but okay, and then we start going, then you just hear Woody go, Tom Hanks' voice, like, yeah, get it, Andy. Yeah. Oh my god. And like, wait, what's going on? And she takes Shh, the Babe, it's okay. Run. It's okay, babe. It's okay. This happens all the time. Don't worry about it. Oh my god. Uh, here's the thing, though. He mentions college. He mentions 
marriage. But there's a third life event. It's a baby carriage. Yeah! <laughs> what, like, duh, Andy might give you to his kids. Right. First comes love, then comes marriage, if then comes a baby and a baby If Toy Story didn't happen, I bet at some point, because, I mean, that's what Andy's parents did. Yeah. They gave him to their kid. Yeah. And it might not happen to all the toys, but it at least happened with Woody. Right. If Andy didn't have to sell Woody to pay his mortgage, which... Probably would. Yeah, let's be real here. I mean, <laughs> we'll talk about that with Toy Story 3, probably. Yeah. But you would think... At some point, when he would think, oh, hey, Andy is probably going to have kids someday, and then I'll have someone else to play with. Right. right. Especially since I'm a rare and valuable toy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's an heirloom. Near to Andy's heart. And he's, here... He's been through this from before. How sincere is Stinky Pete being? Because we know he's quote-unquote evil, but he Devious. has noble intentions. Yeah. So, like, does he... I mean, he has to have some concern for Woody. It's just he wants to convince him psychologically yeah it's just all it's, before he has to yeah. do it physically yeah yeah he's like i've tried to be rational with yeah you. now i'm gonna force yeah well there's a whole thing where he's like because he's obviously projecting some because he's like andy's getting older and there's nothing you can do to stop it how old do you think stingy pete thinks andy is right because andy's like seven eight yeah mm-hmm. so He's got a good few years on yeah. to be playing with toys, yeah. and even after that, like, occasionally he might, you know, break out the Woody and be like, yo... How's it going, Woodster? How's it going, Woodrow? Woodrow Wilson. Yeah. Whittington the third. Yep, and Woody will say. And, okay. and then, you know, of course he does the join me and we shall rule the galaxy as father and son. Yeah, you know, because uh, he is... We will be immortal. I said that there's a lot of talk about how Zerg and Buzz are like... Darth Vader, Darth Vader, but it's really more Woodrow and Stinky Peter, yeah, Stinchley Peter. Mm -hmm. How come in fiction it's always like almost always an evil thing to want to be like extend your life or live longer? Is it because it's seen as like greedy? Yeah, I I think think so. Because it's unnatural and greedy, and because uh, you should want to get you should want to get to uh, the afterlife. Oh, so it's like a religious thing? Yeah, because like here's the thing. The fact that, like, life expectancy is higher than it was 100 years ago... That's a bad thing. Well... It's a greedy it's, thing. It's not anymore because yeah, the millennials the finally got a moral compass and we're going to die earlier than our Oh, parents, yeah. So... <laughs> finally! Yay! Congratulations! We're morally superior. Yay! They still won't listen to us when we say things, but whatever. Even though we're all snowflakes who don't yeah. want people to die by... Guns. Yeah, well, snowflakes die quickly, so there we go. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but, like, you know... Whenever someone has, like, that kind of ambition, or, like, even just, like, the fear of death, which is a totally normal thing that all humans They're either, if they want point, to live forever or live longer, they're evil. If they fear dying, they're cowards. Or also still evil. Or, that's yeah, the reason like, they want to live forever. Well, no, but that's, like, that's, like that's, those bunch, are the two ways that they're viewed. Like, in know? Harry Potter, it's a whole, like, oh, Dumbledore is good and noble because he wants to die like a normal old man, even though... He's over a hundred years old, so already he's extended his life past the normal muggles. Right. And then Voldemort is like, oh, he's so evil. Like, obviously the methods he used were evil, but, like, his main weakness is he's afraid of dying, you know, like a like a person is. I think, right. it's, person I think it's perfectly fine to be brain. afraid of dying. It's just what you do in reaction to that fear that makes it evil. It just feels like it's used a lot as that motivation. Yeah. yeah. You don't often see... Someone extending their life as a good motive. It's like, I want to extend my life so I can help more people. Yeah, or so I can... Well, like, even here, Pete's not doing it 
purely out of greed. Right. Right here he's saying, Woody, let's all, yeah. for the collective, do something good. Right. And live longer. Like, he's not... It, when you sacrifice to save someone else, or, like, even you don't sacrifice, you just save someone's life, that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what Pete is doing in his right. mind. Right. Yeah. Is he's trying to help Woody live. Yeah. And What's I feel, wrong with that? I feel like Pete is more concerned about Jesse than he is about Woody, because... Definitely. He's known Jesse longer. Well, that's but. the thing, is, like, I mean, if you would, you're just seeing this movie for the first time, you don't really see Stinky Pete as a bad guy. Right. Yeah. Because of all this. Right. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm starting to lose sight of him as a bad guy. Honestly. Right, and you have, yeah. The villains are still sympathetic in this, except for Al. But even he's, he's like, sympathetic in a funny way, but not... Yeah, really. he's, yeah. yeah, he's, like... But he's Evil not, yeah. slash comic relief. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How long are they really gonna last? Because he says they'll be adored for generations. But, like, this Kanishi Toy Museum in Tokyo... That's in Japan. Thank you. How long has it been open? Because I looked up toy museums, mm-hmm. and the oldest one I could find was one in Germany that was founded in 1920. Hmm. And, like, to me, the idea of toy museums kind of becomes, like, a thing in maybe, like, the 70s? Because, like, what toys count as toys for a toy museum, you know? Right. Like, uh, you you wouldn't see, like... It depends on, like, our statuettes toys or, like, ceremonial figure toys. I mean, we've talked about, like... Uh, the guards at Pizza Planet. Yeah. Or, like, I mean, how night of the museum can toys be? Right. Would a ancient stone, like the Venus of Wollendorf, I think is the name of it... That they found in, like, some ancient caveman caves. Would that be a toy? Well, no, that would be, like, an artifact. But, like, I think... Well, if it was... I mean, what are the qualifications? The Tablet of Achman-Ra. Yeah. (laughs) The the qualifications of a toy, as far as we've seen them, is that just, like, they're meant to be representative of something vaguely humanoid, and that they are created, not, like, come out of nothing. Right. So, like, it's really vague what becomes a toy, and, like... Are the terracotta soldiers toys? Well. Because if so, they've been there underground for much longer than Jesse was. It's all about intent, though, isn't it? Like, the the Venus statue that you were talking about, like, that's widely viewed as, like, ceremonial and religious, and, like, the terracotta soldiers are, like, a funerary monument. So I think it's all about the intent of what a toy is. But you know like I mean? Ham is a Ham is a piggy bank, and there's a lawn gnome that's decorative, and Bo Peep who's decorative. Yeah, and they're they're all toys. But they're also not broadly. used for like grave markers or like in rituals. You I mean, know? how do we define a ritual? I actually took a whole college class about that, so I you know. oh cool. <laughs> but, but but like you know like what separates. How do you differentiate play and play as in, like, something that's more reverent? Right. Like, to define a toy. Well, um... Especially when we have things like ham, you know? Right. Because they have... You know those, um, those really old, like, D20, like the dice, like the dice mm-hmm. that they found in... I think it's, like, Egypt or Greece or something? They're not yeah. sure if it's, like, purely for play or if it also was some sort of other significance. So, like, at that point, I guess it just depends on how old said thing is because yeah because like is gambling play gambling's kind of play but it's also very serious there are people who make their life right off of right it. i think like the modern conception of like a quote-unquote toy museum would be like things in the past 200 years explicitly made for children to occupy their time so i mean as long as we're on sad week how long are toy museums gonna still be a thing like is it gonna be for the rest of human society 
Or are they going to be like, it's still weird that there's this toy museum that's willing to pay so much for Woody's Roundup Gang mm-hmm. that, like, this toy museum must be doing really well. We've talked with the Plastic Corrosion Awareness that these toys might outlive the human species. Right. Oh, sorry. In a couple thousand years, or, you know, who knows, maybe a couple hundred, when human society is not like it is now, and... Either humans have vastly depopulated or, you know, somewhere else, or we just don't, like, value the past in the way that we do now. Like, what's going to become of these toys? They're going to, like, wally up the world, you know? Right. As weird as it is to say, like, Al's thoughts are short-sighted when toy museums have, at this point, been the thing for 75 years. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're made of plastic, that's not very long. They've mm-hmm. been around longer than most toy museums have, obviously, or else they wouldn't be going into a toy museum. Mm-hmm. The fact is that in the Toy Story universe, the legacy of humans is almost certainly going to be that we've made all these plastic things that have their own consciousness. And they're like they're gonna be like our computers that last for future if you know there are future civilizations or even like, you know, if aliens ever found the planet or whatever. Right. You know, because they're, as it is now, they're going to find the planet with, you know, whatever plastics we've made, whatever structures we've made that still last, and, you know, whatever is a remnant of our society. Mm -hmm. Like, you have to think post-Anthropocene to think of, you know, what these toys' lives are eventually going to be like. I think... And it's going to be really weird because they're going to all have Emily's. They're all going to miss people. Right. Mm Mm-hmm. But at that point, like, depending on future apocalypses aside, like, how long has it been since they've actually interacted with humans and not other toys? Yeah, oh, especially these ones? Yeah. Has Stinky Pete ever interacted with anyone other than Jesse, Bullseye, Al, and now Woody? Right. Yeah. His life has been maybe even more hellish than Jesse's. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his whole motivation that he does yeah, when he nobody. Rents it. Yeah, right. Because he's been trapped in this small little box for, I mean, we'll figure out how long when he finally comes out of it, but it's really weird. And he's coming out of his cage. And now doing not just fine because mm-hmm. he's He's doing poorly. Messed up. Doing <laughs> and now I'm so doing great. poorly. Not so great. <laughs> gotta, gotta go to the toy museum because I'm scared of death. As far as the toy museum thing goes, I think as long as there is someone who appreciates the value of said toys, then it'll, it'll be around. Even mm. if the toy museum doesn't last, there'll be somebody that wants the toys still once it shuts down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if, like, Japan as a country is not a thing anymore, people will still be around, and even if they're not, like, venerating these toys, even if they're not in a display case, like... Some kid will pick it up and be like, hey, cool. Mm-hmm. A toy. A toy. Like, yeah, that's a kind of a universally recognized thing. So Woody then stares into this empty, howling grade of death and thinks about... Uh, like it's, it's It's like the pit of despair that <laughs> if you stare in too long enough, you become it. Like, this is very philosophical, this whole Woody-like. Because he's thinking now. He's torn. Yeah. Well, not anymore because he got fixed. <laughs> this guy but he's yeah he when he looks under this you know dark abyss he's thinking like oh yeah eventually uh, this is the first time really woody has to confront his mortality Mm -hmm. which he's been avoiding all movie wheezy tried to mention it and woody kind of like got distracted about that and was like trying to save himself and you know fighting his own aging but like this is a preview for toy story 3 in the we are all eventually dying Mm -hmm. yeah 
That's some so, heavy stuff. Li- yeah, remember that, listeners. We're all eventually, we, like, life is finite and we're all going to die. Happy Cassandra- Friday. <laughs> Cassandra, if you were to be back on Toy Story 3, which, you know, I'm sure we would like to have you back. I mean, you have time to think about it, but do you have anything that you would specifically request? Um, it's been a, It's been a really long time since I've seen Toy Story 3, and honestly, the only thing I remember is, like, the trash incinerator. Yeah, I was going to say, seeing as you <laughs> jumped so... Adamantly on sad <laughs> week. I could also see you jumping onto the track. I imagine yeah, that would be like scene. super popular minutes. Yeah. Um, we have like half the movie and then the hiatus and then however long until your minutes come up. I mean, if all else fails, I'll just be like, oh, I need a guest. Uh, <laughs> you. <laughs> so, yeah. It work. It work. Better work. Here's the thing, guys. It's the end of sad week. No more being sad. Stop being Ever. sad. Stop it. Stop it! No sad. Listener. Don't get sad. Get glad. Have you had a bad time? Get some trash bags. And that'll make you happy. (laughs) I just said. Material comforts. Get glad. Like toys. Yeah, make that plastic that will last, that will outlast us as a species. Glad bags. And then be very sad because it outlasted us. Capitalism. Bad bags are not toys. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) capitalism is good and has never hurt anybody. So uh, (laughs) chew on that, Cassandra. Oh, snap. Wait, people actually think that, like, capitalism is bad? <laughs> I thought that was just, like, a, I thought that was a Twitter meme. It's just a meme, yeah. Yeah. Oh. Jeb, I got some bad news for you, buddy. Oh. It turns out, like, we fail every time that someone, like, starves stuff when we've got plenty, or doesn't live in a house when we have more homes than homeless people, or, like, there's disparity in the distribution of wealth, then we're constantly failing as a society and everything is bad. And it's the end of the world for that one person. Yeah, who told you that? George Soros? Yeah, you got me! <laughs> ah, Georgie Soros sending me them checks. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, that's the end of that then. I guess I'm gonna tr- return to my natural state as a good old right-wing boy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Just throw away my Antifa weaponry that i have here i'm one of them antifa super soldiers you're yeah. antifa toys right <laughs> time to go join the space force instead <laughs> i don't know i'm more of an nra kind of guy not really a kind of guy yeah that's because you're not real jeb here has been made up this whole time i've actually been yeah this is john throwing my voice in, yeah oh, different wow. voices that's it's a lot of audacity editing to do it <laughs> yeah you know <laughs> Uh, Especially to make it sound like those times when we like talk over each other. Yeah, like, that's yeah. a lot of work. Yeah, it's a uh, it's like currently lonely like being currently. a podcaster, I guess. Uh, just like Jesse under that bed or in storage or Al trapped within his pit pr- prison, not pigeon. Or Al when he's wearing his chicken suit. Oh, I meant Pete. Dang it! I always mix oh. that up. But listeners, until next time. Uh, can you? Would you bring this podcast to college with you? Or your honeymoon? Hmm. Hmm. You're getting older, and there's nothing you can do to stop it. So, yeah, have a good weekend. <laughs> no more sad. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thanks for being on, Cassie. Yeah. It was fun. Bye. Bye.